You got to be careful because if no one else is the screech, then you're the screech. Mm, I learned that the hard way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It is ABC, featuring the VIPs of SBT. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, or just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kinda busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download A rarity that we have bestowed Special moments no one would I show Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Hello and welcome to Saved by the... uh, A very Uh. special episode podcast (laughs) where we discuss... Sitcom revivals of 90s TV shows nobody really remembers and certainly wouldn't spend a significant time analyzing. I'm your host, David Bitsenhofer, and with me is the person whose mother wouldn't let them have a smartphone because they'd use it to, t- to take nudie pics. Carolyn Maine. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to try to take some lurid pictures of yourself yeah. with a smartphone? You know, actually, in high school, I had a phone that was shaped like a pair of lips, so that, that takes me back. <laughs> Ooh, but then it's, right? It stopped working good, so it'd go like buzz on it. Oh, you had the labia phone? Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm a grown you be up. be silent until you're spoken to. You're not. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and, and the person who would only give up a good parking spot if it meant they didn't have to spend spring break at a leadership conference. That would be Austin Gordon. By default. Would you would you actually want to spend spring break at a leadership conference, Austin? No, I don't think that sounds very fun at all. <laughs> also joining us today is somebody you may recognize from the past. Our prodigal son, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Hey! Hey! I just want to start by saying how sad it is, these, these old dead horses that they won't let stay down, you know? <laughs> Just let it be over. More say by the bell. What's wrong with you? <laughs> How's it going, Ryan? Uh, well, I was just thinking, it's been about a year um, since we did a show together. Uh, how's your 2020 been, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Anything eventful happen? Anybody, uh... <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you guys. I I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> it's not weird at all that we're meeting up virtually. In a weird way, it's like we've moved closer to you, right? Right. In in the years since you were last on, Ryan, what we did weekly has become what everyone does all day, every day. <laughs> it's true. That's it's true. true. Yeah. Man, all, all social interaction has become like you're recording a podcast. I know. I got to say, the <laughs> hardest part of this year has been that I can't touch your eyes. <laughs> I really miss touching you guys' eyes every week, um, metaphorically. Uh-huh. But 
uh, yeah, what the hell? I was like, I don't know if I can handle doing the podcast anymore, what with my changing life. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been busy, Ryan. You've really grown up in the last year. I know. I got married and had a baby. So, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I still don't have a decent job, so. <laughs> well, no one has okay. to anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. That's true. <laughs> or yeah. just one of the couples. <laughs> it's pretty, it's been quite a quite an experience this year, but it's almost over. So it'll get better, <laughs> right? I guess. Yeah. Can't, can't get worse, I don't think. <laughs> oh, that's a, just wait for 2021 to say hold my beer on that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I keep waiting for, like, the plague of locusts to come or something. You know? <laughs> Fuck, you know? Goddamn. So, yeah. Anyway, good to see you guys. Fun yeah. Good to see you. Good to touch eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice to touch eyes with you after all this time. <laughs> twink, twink. Yeah, all right. So today we're reviewing Saved by the Bell. No, what? not that Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Season one, episode one, pilot. <laughs> After Daisy Jimenez's school closes down due to Governor Zach Morris's budget cuts, she and her friends Devante and Aisha are forced to attend class at Bayside High, a magical rich kid school where there are no hardships and consequences are non-existent. Daisy would like to become school president, but must face off against popular hot kids Mac, Morris, and Lexi, who does not have a last name. That's oh. one thing I learned by IMDb. <laughs> She's oh. just Lexi. Uh, so, Ryan. Yeah. What's your relationship with Saved by the Bell? I've never, I've never even heard of it. Um... Well, I've talked with each of you in great detail about every episode, and uh, <laughs> I true. definitely texted a lot with frequent guest Amy Miller as I was watching <laughs> our, the, this pilot. Uh, so, and they released them all at once, right? The whole season yeah. at once. I wish they wouldn't do that. If I'm being honest, I, 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 I like the weekly rollout. Yeah, I do too. Um, which reminds me, I thought we were going to talk about The Mandalorian. Are we talking about Saved by the Bell? <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me. I thought we were going to talk about Gogurt or whatever. Um, Grogu, Grogu. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Mind, yeah. I don't mind the concept of rolling it out weekly, but as with The Mandalorian, the fact is I just won't get to it in time. And no right. matter if they roll it out weekly, I'll just end up binging it because uh-huh. <laughs> by the time I watch it, it's all there. I have time to watch TV ever, I feel like, so that's my <laughs> yeah. problem with the binge. Um, but uh, I, I have a lot to say about this pilot. I only watched the pilot um, so far, uh, but I have so much. Should I wait to say what I thought about it? Yeah, we can wait on that because we need okay. to know everyone else's relationship. Austin, yeah, what's your relationship? <laughs> yeah. Saved by the Bell, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Carolyn, what's your relationship with Saved by the Bell? Uh, let's see, you know, like us all, I think it's a nostalgic relationship. <laughs> I had the first nostalgia, and now I'm having a new second wave of nostalgia, because mm-hmm. it already seems like a long time ago that we all talked about it in agonizing detail, <laughs> which was very fun. I wouldn't do it again, but I'm glad <laughs> we did it. I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad we still have people who listen to it who um, weren't on our first wave of listenership, and they pick it up, and they like it, because 
there's something about the show that is endearing. I think it's all the color palettes, myself, <laughs> and <laughs> maybe the wizard, and Herbert Hodes, <laughs> who I'm waiting for to come back. And so I've had that wave of nostalgia for when it existed. And when we did the whole freaking thing and did it every week, we were so good, so young, no babies. Wow. <laughs> Different world. <laughs> And um, and then I don't know what my relationship with it is now, because is it is it our fault that it got rebooted, you guys? I believe it was singularly. No one even thought about Say by the Bell until we yeah. did the podcast. Not even the other people that did. If it's anyone's fault, it's that Zach Morris's trash account that like ripped us off and became mm-hmm. super popular and. That's what brought back the stupid show. But really, if it's anyone's fault, it's the TNT Network for rerunning (laughs) Saved by the Bell four times a day for 20 years, which is really, if you want to talk about my relationship with Saved by the Bell, it's that it was always on and I always watched it. It It is kind of funny. We talked about this a little bit towards the end of Saved by the Bell Reviewed, uh, but like IFC has been rerunning Saved by the Bell. Oh, the last couple of weeks, like as I think in trying to, you know, glom on to the it's in the zeitgeist and people are talking about it because there's this new show starting up and all that. And I'll be flipping channels like Saturday morning when my wife's at work and Liam's you know doing his thing and whatever. And it's just like I have very little interest in like there are plenty of other shows I've seen a thousand times that I'll still like stop and watch a few minutes of an episode in syndication. But I still don't really have much of a desire to go back and watch it after we finished watching it and talking know. about it. Huh. I think I would watch it. I don't have, I think you're the only person in the world, Austin, who still has <laughs> channels and flips through channels. But, uh, uh, yes, I do. I yeah, am a yeah. uh, capital O, capital M old man when it comes to that. I like, <laughs> oh. uh, I, I like having, uh, uh, I mean, I have, I have satellite TV, so it's not like an actual cable, but yeah, it's, I flip channel like I like to channel surf. Yeah, I mean I have like a shit ton of other streaming services and all that nonsense too. But sometimes you just want to flip around. Anyway, I'd watch some Saved by the Bell. I still, it's it's great. That was my question going into this um, before I watched it. Is I was like, how are they going to do new Saved by the Bell? Because Saved by the Bell is defined by being awful. Like the lack of th- <laughs> the lack of thought that went into it, even like conceiving <laughs> of a reboot, is like in a way not honoring the original series. <laughs> so That's already like, putting more thought into it than the original series ever had. Yeah, so I was really yeah. perplexed, and um, I was really surprised by what they did with it. Yeah, as was I. No, I mean, yeah, Saved by the Bell. I reviewed every episode with three goobers and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I, yeah, same as everyone else. I like the show, but also recognize that it was fairly terrible anyways. But then it's fun to talk about, too, sometimes. But with this show, when it was coming, well, the first thing I would think about is just Fuller House. Just because it felt, before watching it, I should say, just this idea of trying to revive something that people were fans of and for nostalgia reasons. And so then Fuller House really isn't that good. So then I didn't. And didn't think this would be very good. And I wonder with a lot of these revivals, who is it for and can it even work was my questions going into it. Because I feel like 
if you're trying to revive Saved by the Bell for the audience who watched it growing up, well, they're not really interested in watching like more Saved by the Bell because it's <laughs> they, they like what they watched. They want the nostalgia of what they watched as a kid, but then it's just going to be stupid if you watch something new that's the same. And I don't even know if new kids would want to watch the old Saved by the Bell the same way. I don't know. And I'm like, who who are you I mean, really ori- targeting with this, I guess? Was my yeah, because, I mean, the original Saved by the Bell is objectively terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love yeah. it because we grew up with it. Right. And it tickles that nostalgia. And then we did a podcast about it, and that introduced a whole lot of alt text into the narrative <laughs> that made it even more fun for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you come to that fresh, like with fresh eyes, you're going to be like, what in God's name is this? And yeah. how is it ever popular? Well, I would say, too, I mean, both Full House and Saved by the Bell are sort of defined by being awful, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, and Fuller House was sort of just like season, you know, 28 of Full House. It was almost like, what if the show just never ended? Yeah. And just kind of picking up where it would be. Um, and it was still trying to have like a wholesome family... Uh, just truly like a continuation, a little more contemporary, but yeah, just a and, and it made fun of itself. House. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this is like a completely different show. Essentially, it's sort mm-hmm. of like it's taking the familiarity of a franchise to kind of launch. I think those are the best kind of reboots or redos. Is when it's sort of like here's the thing you're familiar with, and we're gonna take elements of it or tenets of it, but we're mm-hmm. gonna do something else with it. There's been other, I think the best reboots have done that where it's like, it's really just a new show with its own set of ideas, but they're kind of, um, using something that you're like, I didn't think that Joker movie was very good personally, but to Mm -hmm. me, it seemed like someone wanted to make this movie and they were able to sell it to the studio by being like, Oh, it's the Joker where if you had just made it, not the Joker, you could have made the exact same movie. And, I think that's true of this, too, that you could have, plugging it into Saved by the Bell makes it familiar, it creates all this context, and it gets nerds like us to give it a chance, you know? (laughs) To do a podcast on the episode. But conceptually, it's like a completely different, uh, it it stands on its own outside of being uh, related to Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I think, yeah, when you really think about it, like, all the elements of Saved by the Bell you could take out, so then you'd have to take away some references, but then mm-hmm. you could still have, like, you know, Slater and Jesse just be different teachers, because nothing about them really needed for them to be Slater and Jesse. Well, this is a show about, like, class separation yeah. Yeah. and privilege and things, at least the pilot, which is as mm-hmm. far as I've watched. So, and it's, uh, I thought, was a really, really smart, well-done take on it. So it was... Um, using Saved by the Bell as a, you know, kind of a white privilege (laughs) show Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, rich kids with no real problems. And it was kind of challenging that. So it was both, um, it was, you know, both catching our interest of like, oh, what's Zach Morris up to now? Or like, oh, there's the brick phone and like all this stuff, you know. And of course, I'm so excited which they just had to get in there. But, <laughs> Episode um, one. Right away, Wait, yeah. guys, I have things to say. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's also uh, a, just a, a new show for, for probably appeals to young people independently. Mm-hmm. of, But probably also young people have watched some Saved by the Bell on Netflix or whatever, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm you sure. think so. When I watched it with my niece for her to do yeah. the podcast with us, she was very, like, intrigued. You know, it's like how <laughs> we would watch Happy Days or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or, like, well, that's a seven show. I love Lucy. Yeah. It's right. like an old show that's, like, incredibly dated in a way that it's, it's, it's pretty funny to watch. Mm. Yeah, I guess we can get into it. Uh, we start with a cold open of Zach Morris's political ad. And he's pretty much just a big douche, right? Which isn't different well, than the show, but then also pretty on brand. Yeah, but the, the, still the same, right? The first shot yeah. was uh, basically the Mal- the Malibu Sands speech crawl, right? <laughs> <laughs> like intentionally, intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, remember when we did? I was like, I bet anything that Zach Morris grew up to cause a two thousand eight economic collapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, you were just theories. off by a few years. I was off, but that he became a. The governor of California without deserving it and like just mm-hmm. making horrible decisions is like totally on brand. Like, yeah, on brand. Good yeah, job. Yeah. It almost hits too I close think... to home, right? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the writers were listening to our podcast for sure and they owe us money. Definitely. That's what I think. I mean, and also, this was a pretty good way to give us some exposition to set us up for where we're at from where Saved by the Bell ended, right? Mm hmm. And it does show that we're, like, making the choice to show how things can be bad in the world. And it's, like, self-aware and canny and it's a little political, which is, like, all the things that Saved by the Bell never were, right? Peter Engel, even though he has his name on this, would never have showed, like, a politician being bad. Screech yeah. is a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it acknowl- Screech is Mr. Wiener. That's what Mr. It wiener. Mr. Wiener. It, it, it acknowledges... <laughs> It acknowledges we'll that Zach is a piece of shit, you know, which is great. Yeah, yeah, which uh, immediately in its opening forty-five seconds, it shows more self-awareness than the entire run of the previous series. But also that he's like lovable, like even when he's in the press conference and you're mm-hmm. mad at him, you like can't can't really be mad at him. Like, oh, you roguish scamp! Well, yeah, it's the, I, it's like the dangers of white privilege, where he doesn't he doesn't actively want to hurt people, right? He's not like. Acting out on malicious, <laughs> maliciousness. Well, no, I think he's just, uh, he's, it's privilege. Yeah, he right? talks he about, doesn't like, understand. Yeah, he talks in that press conference. Like, he didn't, like, maliciously shut down those schools. He's just like, I didn't know what to do, so I did what the guy before me did. How was I supposed to know it backfired? Yeah. I had a question about the opening. Because okay. uh, we, we get caught up to Zach Morris, and it, I think it was like some images from the show and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there were images, I think, from a different show that actor was on, where he had darker <laughs> hair. Is that that was a reference to another show, right? Correct. Yes, it was. What was it NYPD Blue? Franklin and Bash. Was that your favorite part of the episode too? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that Mark Paul Gosler's tenure on Franklin and Bash is apparently <laughs> canonical within this Saved by the Bell universe. Here's my question. Was he Franklin or Bash? I'd have to get the cracked research team on that. One. <laughs> How long was that? Was that show on for a while? Was it successful? Uh, four seasons. I've never oh, wow. seen a single episode of it, so I can't really. And was it Zach Morris and the guy from Clueless? Yes, Breckenmeyer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, let's see. Zach was Peter Bash. Oh. oh, that's right. And he says he ran for governor in a scheme to get out of paying a parking ticket, which <laughs> yeah. is like, I was I was pretty one over. I, 
was, he got you at that I'm point. He say, got you. No, I'm going to say that I was won over in the first 30 seconds of this, and then, like, in multiple ways, through, not to spoil the surprise or whatever, that I really liked this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then through multiple points throughout it, it really, I was like, oh, this is really, like, work. Like, it was really sharp, I thought, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, Mark Paul Gosler, I couldn't recognize his voice when they started with the VO and then they finally showed him. Like, he wasn't doing that, like, Zach thing that he was doing as a teenager. That's fine. He's a different guy now. And, like, we'll get there, but everybody looks pretty the same. They've done well for themselves, keeping it tight. Yeah, Kelly Kapowski, I don't know. I don't want to say. She's still so She's totally hot. She's not, you know, like a perfect twenty-year-old. <laughs> you ever watch her cooking show? No. You do it... like food, Ryan. I know. I do. I do like food. <laughs> do you like food? And Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> do things that go great together. Uh, it's funny too because Mark Paul Gosler was in two different legal dramas. I wonder why they went with Franklin and Bash instead of raising the bar. Um, I don't know. I was just wow. wondering why his hair wasn't blonde. Was yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it probably was his natural color, right? Maybe. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, so then we go, so yeah, Zach is talking about budget cuts to schools, but he's like, I went to school and it was awesome. So that transitions us to Bayside, where we have now Mac Morris, who's Zach's son, and then Jamie, uh, Spano, who's Jesse's son, and Lexi, no last name again, uh. (laughs) No last name given. (laughs) Who's not? We don't know if she's anyone's daughter, right? Uh, like from the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's not character. like Jamie Otis. <laughs> so, did you notice that this was another thing where I was like, "Oh shit!" Because it was the same set, and it was like, but it was not. Well, kind of. I mean, from I, I the don't same think yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird how they like three dimensionalize Bayside because like right. it's not just one set from one angle anymore. Mm-hmm. It's um, like a building instead of a wall this time. Yeah, like a real. But, it's like a real place. And. <laughs> When we see new Zach, Zach 2 or whatever, um, Mac, yeah. he's talking to twins. It's like they immediately oh, yeah, do yeah. the the reboot of the twins. And uh-huh. I was like, this fine, fine attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was able to forgive the like, I'm obligatory, I'm so excited reference. Because I was like, these people really did their homework. This mm. is like, they know their shit. How do we feel about... Zach naming his son something that sounds like Zach instead of like Zach Morris Jr. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I I, I, I I liked it. I liked that he didn't go the Zach Morris Jr. route, but he ended up with Mac Morris, which just almost is Zach Morris, but with a different letter at the front. I would have just called him Zach too or whatever, but I mean, I'm probably <laughs> going to. That was my biggest question, and I don't know because we've only seen the pilot, like I didn't have a problem with Zach too, but that's like a really tough role to cast, and that's he's got a big cell phone to fill. Yeah, yeah. so that's one of the things I'm curious about as it as the season goes on is if this char- this actor really does his duty, you know. And they do a really cool switcheroo where you're like, okay, that's a new Zach, that's a new lead, and then they yeah. There's a point where you really realize definitively like who the the <laughs> protagonist the actual is. lead is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, so then Mac has a run-in with Principal... Oh, no, I'm gonna look at the name again. Not Belding. Ronald Podman, <laughs> yeah. Who is He's Principal... I wish we could have gotten Fred Willard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fake <laughs> oh, Fred Willard, uh, John Michael Higgins uh, plays the principal, who does a good job, I think. But uh, Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. And he's like a guy. I recognize him. I don't know mm-hmm. from what. He's doing well, good. he is also in Christopher Guest movies, and then he's um, oh, he was in Pitch Perfect, oh. was also another... Oh. oh, and they make a Pitch Perfect reference later, and I guess that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah, that's right. Also the host of America Says on Game Show Network, of course. But, uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Mac flooded the pool somehow, and then the principal's upset, but of course there's no consequences. And then that rolls us, us into the new theme song. What do we think of the new Saved by the Bell theme song? Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like they were trying too hard. When I wake up in the morning, the alarm gives out a warning. <laughs> this is by Lil Lil Yachty. I think it's oh, a, is it? Yeah, because I love Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty oh, always look is at on look my at Ryan trying to pretend like he's young and hip. Yeah, no, I just I do Spotify. <laughs> I listen to stuff on Spotify. You know, um, I do too, but like '80s stuff on Spotify, right? <laughs> like Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> so I never know like how did BTO do this theme or... song? Otherwise, I'm out. I wish. No, I, I keep, I'll like save stuff on Spotify and then I'll realize like, oh, I guess I like Lil Yachty. I got like five Lil Yachty songs in here. But I didn't realize that was Lil Yachty. Um, I like that they did a cover of the original, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't pop for me. It was funky and smooth. I like their, uh, well, do I like it? They had like 3D updates of all the little tchotchkes and icons. I like that. <laughs> it was good. But uh, did they have a flamingo and sunglasses? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> did they? I don't remember. No, don't they, they had sneakers. Really? That's the only one I remember. And yeah. no, like random pink flamingo or squiggly lines. <laughs> or... Yeah, like the squiggly a, lines. There was like Maybe. a soda or something. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I miss a lot because I'm frankly writing because I was doing the hosting, so I didn't. Oh, yeah. you should have watched it like three times, David. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> That require like planning ahead and uh, (laughs) (laughs) not going. Oh shit! I have to record tonight. I gotta (laughs) figure some stuff out. Uh, We come back and now we're at Douglas High School, which is pretty much the anti-Bayside. Like this is just completely run down, right? And it's it's uh, it's like the high school from Dangerous Minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or it's like a a real high school. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) AKA a real high school. Or John Lovitz is how high. Uh, And we're learning that uh, Daisy's giving a speech because she wants to be president. But then we just learn during her speech that she uh, the high school is closing, right? Because all these schools are closing. And uh, the principal just uh, lets them know that it's not a big deal because they can learn everything they need to on the Internet. So... (laughs) That's why I'm running for this year's sophomore class president. 
Because it's not too late for Douglas High. It's not too late for any of us. Sorry, kids. School shut down. What? Wow, they're shutting down the school. Yeah, unfortunately, this isn't a high school anymore. I mean, the state will probably rent it out so that TV shows about high schools can shoot here, but it's not an actual high school anymore. No need to panic. You can learn everything you need on the internet. That's what we're here for, right? Yeah, just listen yeah. to our podcast. You're all upset. <laughs> we're an educational podcast. We're minus one college credit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I feel like you can learn everything <laughs> on the internet is the current national approach to schooling right now. I know. So. That's like, true. <laughs> was perhaps more prescient a, a statement than intended at the time. Did they call that on purpose? <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably not. So then this is where uh, we I get... Also, oh, go on. I was just going to say, I noticed uh, coming back... There was a uh, through the credits that um, most of the returning cast has a producer credit. Yeah, I saw that too. Then Lexi did too, which just seemed hey guys. Oh really? Yeah, I missed that. Hey, where's Screech? (laughs) (laughs) Said no one. Do we want to talk about the Disney finger in the room right now? (laughs) The elephant finger in the room. There's no yeah. Lisa and no Screech. We'll notice from the credits. Well, so Lisa is mentally ill. Yes. Like she's but not capable of. Yes, not not true. She will be appearing in a future episode. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I've seen yeah. pictures of her on the set, and it's great to see someone professional do her makeup again. Oh, I know. <laughs> I guess she's technically handsome. she's already appeared in it because yeah. all the episodes have been released. But whatever, she is in at least one episode of this okay. first little. But it, it makes batch. sense that she's not a regular and she's not a producer, mm. like given her, yeah. her her very real struggle it, with mental illness. Yeah. But and from what I read the other day. Uh, it sounds like this is all coming from Lark Voorhees, so oh boy. take that take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yes. Here we go. That it sounds like Screech is not involved because he wants too much money. Oh, really? I just yeah. wouldn't have him involved. Yeah, it seems like everybody hates him. Is that not yeah, the according case? according to her? Wow. The show was in, was willing is still willing to have him back on the right contract, but he will not come back because they have not offered him the right contract, which well, just makes it sound how, like... How can he get he the wrong contract? That's what, What's he Isn't doing Isn't anything the right contract? Yeah. Isn't, like, we'll give you a place to sleep for a while? <laughs> you can, you can how, have a hot plate. Yeah. When, when they say he wants too much money, is that, like, $200? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He wants too much money, as in any. He wasn't yeah, willing like, to pay them to show up on the show. So I don't know. Right. They're like, Screech, if you'll buy yourself a bus ticket, you can come on the set. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they'd even want him back in any capacity. Yeah, yeah like I, I said, that's, this, is, this is what I read of an interview with Larvoris. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I don't know how privy she is to the inner workings particularly since she's not a producer she's not in every episode but the it sounds like the show is not opposed to having dustin diamond back in some capacity and i guess there's an episode somewhere where they he is in he's on the international space station with kevin the no. robot. whoa they got kevin back <laughs> well he does, not a, neither of them appear but they establish in an episode like oh whatever happened to that goody screech guy mm-hmm. and they're like oh he's on the international space station with his robot or okay. something like that so i mean wow. you know at least, at least he's doing okay in universe i guess yeah i mean i wish we'd send screech to space 
<laughs> I was just thinking, like, because they don't have Screech on the show, then then they didn't have, like, his counterpart amongst the group, and how refreshing that is not to have a new Screech at all. Just, like... Oh, like, with the new kids? That. Yeah, like exactly. Like, the new generation kind of thing? Yeah. I don't know. For a second, when they were at the max, I thought that the, um... Lexi was the new Screech, but then she's not like a weird character. Actually, no, she's basically she's supposed to be like the Kelly, I think. Yeah, 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 she's like rich and popular, so not like Kelly and money, but like Kelly and like social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the. Do we have the nerds? Are we going to get the nerds? I think that's an important sauce in this soup. We'll have to see how much like world building they do, right? Well, nerds are a totally different thing now. I know that. Yeah. yeah, it would be interesting. I, I almost want to watch more just to see if they do the nerds and how they would do the nerds, given how things are today. Gotta do the nerds. Yeah. They could be like tech bros. Heck, right now chess is even cool, so, you know. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta be careful, because if no one else is the screech, then you're the screech. Mm, I learned that the yeah, hard true. way. Um <laughs> <laughs> so now we end up at uh, that. This is the Zach Morris uh, press conference where he's talking about the school funding and having to Google policies, and that's where uh, a reporter suggests letting the kids from the shutdown schools go to the uh, places where the rich property ta- the rich property tax schools as a way to like at least get them to schools, and then. Zach first dismisses it, but then when people like the reporter's idea, he decides to glob onto it. Why? Maybe they should go there. Hmm? Maybe the students whose schools you close should be sent to schools in high property tax areas, like Bayside. <laughs> wow. It's a little more complicated than that. That's actually a great idea. Is it? Sounds really fair. Maybe you should be the governor. Me? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think he should be governor. I mean, I was a political science major. Okay, okay. okay. Hey, yes, that is a good plan. So... I promise that all students affected by the shutdown will be sent to schools in well-funded districts, including Bayside. And this is all a way for me just to say that schools shouldn't be funded by property taxes. Well, local property taxes. Just keep that in mind. That's a dumb way to fund schools. David, could you keep your libertarian politics out of the podcast? Uh, don't, do not misrepresent what I'm saying here, Ryan. I'm certainly not a libertarian, and I'm certainly not saying we shouldn't be taxed and they shouldn't go to schools. That's what should happen. It just shouldn't be local taxes, and only my my taxes only go to my local school. I don't think really helps, but anyways. Well, then how are we going to keep the riches and poor separate, yeah, David? Exactly, yeah, yeah. How I indeed. just found myself uh, while watching this whole press conference wishing that any real reporters were <laughs> one-tenth as lippy and combative <laughs> to any elected official they were interviewing ever as the that reporters were in that press conference with Zach. Those were some active reporters, yeah. right? I don't know. I've like, been watching Axios a little bit. <laughs> they get it. They get in it. That's some HBO reporting. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so that's the setup. Uh, oh no! Then we go to a uh, what? Like a little conference at Bayside with all the rich parents, and they're very concerned about these inner city criminals coming in with. And have a whole bunch of crazy conspiracy theories. And this one hit too close to home for me, I think. Right. But, uh... <laughs> I did 
I did like the guy who was dog whistling about having the colored folk coming into the school, and then the principal pointing out that he's under indictment for white collar <laughs> crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they gather together. They loiter. I'm just saying, how do we know we can trust yeah. them? Yeah. Look, these concerns about a criminal element are unwarranted and offensive. And for the record, sir, you are currently on probation for embezzling money from a nursing home. <laughs> that was like both legitimately funny and kind of a smart joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all the all the misinformation they were gathering from Facebook and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah then yeah, yeah, then they had the crazy conspiracy lady who was like, "They're coming and they're running a underground ring," and it was like again, Baby really... Yoda and yeah. Momo yeah. memes. <laughs> and I like the Momo meme. Do you know that one? It was just like a spooky face. No, mm-hmm. I don't. People man. got scared about. It's like a creepy pasta, like goblin online it's cool it's cool yeah that that one yeah you're right david that one hit a little too close to home (laughs) uh and this is also a scene where you start wondering if you're gonna like the principal right you're like oh yeah 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 he took the right side of stuff he's not like competent you can't have like a super competent principal but he's like good and frustrated yeah well he was he was put put upon in Mm -hmm. the in the grand tradition of like sitcom principals but (laughs) not incompetent at the same time, which is the balance that you need to strike. I think like mm-hmm. he genuinely wants to do good and occasionally does while also being comedically put upon. But also like all this stuff that's happening is also one of the things that was really interesting to me about this show is it's sort of like a merging of two worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Very much so. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the Brady Bunch movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, that's a good one. Or like, it made me think of those, like those drag performances of classic sitcoms, you know, which I guess <laughs> what the Brady Bunch movie was based on. Um, mm-hmm. Where you have the Bayside world, which has sort of stayed the same, right? It's this sort of mm-hmm. cartoonish, like kids pranking the principal and running the school and they're all rich. And then a sort of a more of a real world and how the show is able to kind of integrate them into one show is like very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, but then I feel like it takes it to another level from like where the Brady Bunch, it's just like regular people are like, this house doesn't even have a toilet in it. And then it's like, that's mm-hmm. the joke where this is actually reflects some true issues in our society, right? Of like class inequities, yeah. you know, in a that symbolic make- way. It's not as cut and dry as they like the. But they make the Say by the Bell world sort of like a, a, mm-hmm. a representation of like a, a you know, a yeah. wealthy, cla- higher class, yeah, yeah. Like rich kids. It's pretty, that was very interesting. Speaking of toilets, when are we going to get a toilet scene, you guys? <laughs> yeah, or someone's in the uh, bathroom. And, uh, <laughs> I need to see that toilet. We did not pronto. see any principal dumps this time, but uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yes. there's still yeah. like eight more yeah. episodes, right? And, right, right. I will hold it against them. This thing by the Bell Pilot's a real trip down memory lane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now we get introduced to Dr. Jessica Spano. Hey, do you guys remember that time she licked a stripper pole and then humped that guy (laughs) while champagne was poured over her naked boob? She, like, flopped like Uh, a fish out of water. (laughs) And she ate dog food. That was cool. (laughs) I'm just saying, never forget. Never forget. (laughs) That really did a number on her career, and Paul Verhoeven was fine. Is, is that fair? No. Uh, he was kind of fine. I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, his career, it, it ended shortly thereafter as well. Didn't help his anyway. career. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hurt his as much as it hurt hers, but wasn't a boon at the same time. Uh, Jesse wants to welcome the new kids in and, you know, help them out. And they end up coming up with the idea of pairing uh, students, uh, new students with the old students. So the new student or the current students can show the new students around, right? And that's the idea. Bayside buddies. Bayside buddies. Yeah, I was hoping some buddy bands might show up, but they didn't go. Yeah, I want some bands. I want them to have like a big heart or like a baby together. We're missing the dumb (laughs) crop work. (laughs) So so Jesse is the guidance counselor at the school. I don't think I even Uh, realized that, but no, I don't think they did either. <laughs> they don't make it she very clear in this scene. It shows up. It, it's more clear later when Slater's eating celery sticks. Uh, which, <laughs> Everything which is apparently clear. a thing yeah. on our show now, right, Carolyn? <laughs> People eating celery sticks. <laughs> We're on a streak. Um, Hot damn. Uh, um, but uh, she has written a book. What's the book called? And do you remember the, do you remember the title of the book, David? Uh, I'm so excited. I'm... So scared to have a baby or something? Yeah, that? to be a parent or oh, something okay. like that. And this, this is my hot take for this show, which <laughs> is it's at its worst when it's doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, to your point, Ryan, like the having the twins in the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of... And I understand, this is a very elitist... I did a podcast about every episode of Saved by the Bell, so <laughs> the broad strokes seem played mm-hmm. out to me. But just leading off with that particular line, and we've talked about our relationship with that particular episode, and it was just so very much like, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. <laughs> you remember guys when they said that in that episode, the caffeine pills? Oh my god, everyone loves that one, right? I feel like they have to, though. I mean, I feel like nine out of ten times if you talk to someone. I mean, how many fucking hours have we <laughs> talked about this? Someone do the math. I loved it. I would have loved it if they had held that for a later episode. Yeah, I felt like they yeah. had to. Pers- I felt like they had to, and also like they they showed me that they they did their homework. You know, I feel yeah. like I I mean I rolled my eyes, but I wouldn't call us the elite. I would call <laughs> us the the dregs of society. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Harsh. There's a few moments in the episode where they where they push too hard on it, in my opinion. That was when it was at its worst. I'm just saying, there's the dipshits who are like, oh, oh they said it, they said the line. And then there's the dipshits that are like, oh, I knew they were going to use that reference. <laughs> Which would you we rather are, be? We are certainly the latter dipshits. <laughs> so my question is, why would you go through all the effort to like study like uh, quantum physics... Mm-hmm. And Period. I don't know. Create <laughs> and like create like almost new technology and new ways of thinking about the world in order to create you know to go back in time, and then you create this time machine and then you simply use it to pick up an actor from the nineties and bring them to twenty twenty for a sitcom revival. Oh, you're talking about Mario Lopez? Yeah, because now Slater <laughs> comes in, and he's very clearly just the same guy from 1990, right? Like, <laughs> Well, the thing about Slater that you have to... I, I do enjoy your time machine theory. But <laughs> what you have to realize is that Slater was 30 years old when he was 16. <laughs> so it's not that he traveled through time. It's that he's actually 10,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like Baby Yoda. The yeah. lifespan is just prolonged. So exactly. that, you know, his thirties last a couple centuries. Uh, yeah. So Slater shows up and talks to quote Doctor Mama. Hey, nice job up there, Mama. Sorry, I know we had the HR meeting about this, Doctor Mama. That's not what we settled on. And that was great when they're like <laughs> HR. See, that was again like that one. Right. That one worked for me. I'll, that one, I, I, I enjoyed the Doctor mm-hmm. Mama. Sorry, we, we talked about this. Yeah. And Slater's just excited about the fact that the uh, now forget the name of the school. The old school's football team was really good, and he's hoping to inherit that because Bayside's football team apparently sucks. And there's slight racial undertones to that, but I think they're intentional. So. <laughs> this episode certainly uh, g- gives the show enough credit for me to believe that that's intentional. The the, the racial mm-hmm. undertones there. And so then the principal shows up, and he just says how like uh, his chair is carved with the word "bitch" in it, and I'm just I like that part. <laughs> when he couldn't get a new chair because someone carved principal little bitch in it and then when he asked for a new chair they called him a little bitch <laughs> i was just like they're saying bitch now i guess that's, yeah that's where's a cool david yeah then they threw in a dick and a dam like in the next scene so that's a- yeah i couldn't believe dickmatized i was a little scandaled from that yeah but. she says where the dick is this school yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just Trying to show you that they can say it, right? <laughs> right, yeah. They've gone from from the characters being asexual Ken dolls to uh, yeah. being able to say dick and bitch on the show. This is a great <laughs> reboot, that's for sure. <laughs> a gritty reboot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is, that's uh, Daisy and Aisha arriving, are throwing out the swears mm-hmm. like nobody's business. And then... Uh, we learn that Aisha is paired with Jamie Spano, who's just kind of like a dumb meathead, I think. But he's not that athletic, though, according to Slater. Yeah. And he's a real Slater-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's not, yeah, he's he's a dumb jock, but he's not a good dumb jock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he's not good at football. Either. Correct, yeah. And Jesse is married to someone else, but now I have my doubts about his parentage. Well, uh, I thought... This is only hearing it through the grapevine, because I haven't seen any other episodes. I thought she was a single parent, actually. Oh. No, because yeah. uh, they mention her husband for a right. minute, which seems like they're going to get they? to it later. Yeah, maybe yeah. I, yeah. They met, I thought it was an ex-husband, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Could be. I was I under the impression we'll she was single as well. I mean, yeah. we should note that Jamie has her last name, which doesn't prove anything one way or another, but it's just a... <laughs> it's it's on brand for Jesse. Recording conversation test. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good for them. Yeah, whatever happened, good for Jesse. Uh, and then, to no one's surprise, Daisy is paired with Mac Morris. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mac Morris. And that this is where we learn that Daisy has the power to stop time. Yeah, that was <laughs> thereby was... establishing her as the real yeah. protagonist of the new series. <laughs> Yeah, it's like pulling the sword from the stone. (laughs) Well, does this say anything about her, like, biological parentage at all? No. I, like, stood up in my chair when they did this. I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. Like, this is one of the things. Just because it was such a clever way to be, like, and especially it's, like, ten minutes into the episode or something. It's like, so just so you know, this is that. Because then you you get the cold open that ends with uh, Mm -hmm. Zach Mm 2 and all this, and you're 
brought into Bayside and then you leave. And so that's where it sort of like goes. I thought that was so smart, man. Yeah. Like, no, this is actually the protagonist of this show. And you're experiencing Bayside through this character's point of view. And she's and it, not. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It worked for me really? in a way some of the other references didn't because of its utility in the plot, the way that it right. was used to like, it wasn't just, here's a callback to a thing that, you know, from that show you liked, but it used it to establish who the main character mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. who the story is that we're following. And, and, uh, and all. so it, it served a purpose in the narrative beyond just being a winking reference to people. Mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, Smart, yeah. It was a smart yeah. use of, of... So that answers the question that, that Zach's time-stopping power isn't biological. It's just granted to him for being the protagonist of his own story. Yeah, I guess. Well, I think there is a certain sword that we'll get to with her in a couple minutes. I think it is prop-based, and we need oh, to stay on oh, the props. Okay. Okay. Do you think there's a connection between Zach's time-stopping power and slater's never aging yeah maybe. <laughs> it could be it's probably i think slater has some kind of deal with max about dimension <laughs> hopping and but do you think blood like because slater was always like gonna kick zach's ass and then zach would be like time out and stop him do you think he like caught some shrapnel from the time out or something <laughs> you know that like or definitely you know. or do, do like each of the group actually have superpowers we're just not acknowledging like we only acknowledge time mm. stopping but not agelessness or ultra hotness or <laughs> somehow being the worst person in the world like you know it's hard to accomplish without like super <laughs> supernatural powers and uh fashion i guess i don't know I guess, yeah i guess kelly's kelly's power is is hotness specifically the ability to remain hot while surviving on a barely subsistence level diet <laughs> were you gonna say something ryan Oh, I was just going to say, David, um, how have you managed to responsibly wield your superpower of hotness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never responsibly wielded anything in my life, so I don't know why my super hotness would be an exception. You know? That's why you have all those illegitimate children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now we go to the max. Yay, what? No, they had to. We knew that they had to. And yeah. somebody was like making money with a pop up restaurant shaped like this. That's probably where they're like, fuck, we need to revive the show. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Ryan, as, as someone who visited the map, yeah. how, did, how did this new one mm-hmm. shape up? It was it? weirdly similar, you know? Um, <laughs> like, like the same way that this show is kind of like. It's almost like 8-bit video games. It's like Mario 64 mm. where you're like, oh, now it's moving, you know? Like, it's kind of... The show is kind of like that where you're, like, now moving through the space. Right. Now, now we can go behind this wall and see yeah. that there's, like, more set there and not just, yeah. like, you know, boards. And when I, when I went to the pop-up, the Max, like, I think the layout was even pretty similar to this. And there also were these, like, rooms in there. Like, there was the locker hallway, and then there was the principal's office, too, which is, like, they were pretty much exactly like they are mm-hmm. in this show. So when she's like, wait, so you guys go to a sit-down restaurant every day? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the use of the term sit-down restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because this is Mac bringing Daisy here to show off the scenes of Bayside, right? And uh, 
we also learn that there's Devante, who I think this is the first time we see him, I believe. He might have been in the crowd at, at the old school. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pointed out, and then that uh, Lexi is a transgender character. Which yep, this is where we learn that Lexi is transgender. Yeah, and she has her own reality show. We that's haven't right. seen it, but it's probably yeah. pretty cool. Sorry, that's another. That's another thing about this is that I I'm also a sucker for like inclusive uh, reinterpretations of. It's like working mm-hmm. on all these things that work inside of my brain. I'm like, it's like Saved by the Bell, but it's different and smarter. And then it's also like about diversity and and. In, inclusive inclusivity like it's like all yeah. my all my buttons were pushed where i was like oh <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i took it to a darker place and found myself wondering uh how mario lopez felt about being on a show with a transgender character oh is he not totally chill Uh-oh. yeah he's not oh. he's like a christian or i just don't. a bigot i think he's just a bigot Cool. Yeah. I Maybe know. they'll never have scenes together. Well, like most bigots, he's probably had sex with uh, at least one transgender woman in his life. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't think most bigots have had sex. I think most bigots are s- secretly attracted to whoever they hate. Is yeah. what I think. Mm. Uh, apparently, he said that it is dangerous for parents to support transgender kids. Uh oh! How did he not get screeched? It's because he still looks exactly the same. Yeah. They're like, we got to do it. Being hot really it, uh, keeps doors open for you. It's because mm-hmm, the Mario David. Lopez, the time displaced Mario Lopez that's in this is younger. It's this is before he said that, yeah. <laughs> and maybe he actually believes that as a result of being on this show. So well, that'd be sad. <laughs> yeah. That would be sad. Well, They're gonna have beef. Yeah. We'll see. And the Max is there. We're in the Max, and there's Max. And is anybody like, where the fuck did you go? (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't ask. Well, in true Max fashion, he's just there. He just pops up to do a lay magic trick and then disappears. Mm -hmm. So what was it? He, like, appeared some burgers. (laughs) And it's, 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 like, it's come full circle to where, like, in the original run of the show, when Ed Alonzo was hired, he was probably, like, Wait, this is all they want me to do is like pop up once and do a lay magic trip, and now he's like, I get to pop up once and do a lay magic trip. This is great. He's like, yeah, I'll buy a bus ticket to come down there. Sure. <laughs> he probably cheated and like magic the bus ticket. He like stole it from somebody at the Greyhound station. But yeah, like Mario Lopez, he must have like shaved off some some timeout particles from Zach because. He looks, uh, he looks suspiciously not aged as well. Well, Lauren uh, listens to a different Saved by the Bell podcast. Excuse Wait. Me. Oh, no. Who had the Max on the show. What? A bad Lottie freaking dog. Is she going to go out with one of their hosts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she should marry one of those hosts. I think Watch it's, your ass, David. Because <laughs> one of them's Mark Paul Gossler, I think, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. wanted to talk that about one. that. Yeah. yeah. But apparently, when they had the Max on there, he said that when he was originally on the show... The writers just wrote what magic trick they wanted him to do, and then he had to like spend the weekend figuring out how the hell to do whatever they think. He could no, do that's, that's not fair. I know. That's fantastic. 
He's like, oh shit, now I gotta figure this out. Instead of telling them what is possible, he had to just figure it out. And of course, it's a TV (laughs) show, so it doesn't like. He could probably fudge a lot, but it's probably. I have to pull a wig out of a burger? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How do you make chattering teeth? Yeah. Because I listened to, I was raking leaves in front of my house. You are going on. I know. And so I listened to the first episode of Zach Morris's, Zach Zach to the Future, I believe is what it's called, right? Yeah. Where, uh, where. And I actually didn't say this on a, on a recorded podcast, Mm. but. The co-host was so awful that it made me not want to listen to. Yeah, he's the Zach Morris's is- trash guy, I think. Oh, it is. is he? It is the Zach Morris's trash. Oh, guy. Well, I already hate that guy before <laughs> even. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just his voice and his. I didn't. I thought he really sucked. So I probably won't listen to more of it. I mean, to be we fair, that's what you thought y'all. of me, but you still did podcasts with me for like five years. So. <laughs> David, I have hearts in my eyes when I look at you. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. This is the new me. <laughs> this is like the, I settled down. I rake leaves in front of my house now. The reboot really of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. The non-gritty reboot. We're all nice now. <laughs> inclusive <laughs> reboot. Uh, yeah, so Max shows up. That's always gets a nice cheer. But then we go back to Bayside and... Slater or Devante is pointing out that they have like two beach volleyball teams and then just mentions <laughs> the word football and then Slater shows up and wants him to join the football team. I, I kind of legit loved Creeper Slater. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did someone say football? Did this large hulking black man say football? <laughs> Not even very loud. I was leaving the bathroom. Mm. See, he left the bathroom, but we didn't get to see yeah. it. I want to see sure. where they shit. And I, I did like the, I did like the gag too about them having two different beach volleyball teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like a artisanal like, bath bomb class. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one. They're separated by the types of sand on which they're played. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Wait, did I miss the part there where Daisy's talking to New Zach and? She's like, oh, did we do that where she gets the school books? Already? No, that's next, but we oh, can okay. right. I mean, I don't know if next. there's anything more. We just learned that Slater wants him on the team, and Devante pretends like Slater's really like speaking to him about life and stuff, but then he asks Slater what his name is, and Slater fails that completely. So. <laughs> this place is magic. This is where I met friends. I finally felt like I belong. And, you know, football was a big part of that. Yeah, man, I mean, that personal story really brought my guard down. By the way, what's my name? Hmm? No, I'm just saying, like, you know me so well, right? So, what's my name? Uh, don't guess. No, I wasn't going to. Uh-oh. My guard's going back up. Tony? And it's up. But how would Slater have known? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was questioning. Well, I thought he said it. Didn't he say it at the beginning? Yeah, like, that's possible. When they first started talking, you mistaken me the for someone who's paying attention. You know, also I don't listen to people's names. <laughs> it's a, it's a problem. Slater assumes he's good at football, also, which is really what right. the issue is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. More racial undertones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then we get Mac showing Daisy to how you get the school books and how annoying it is because it takes the half second to put your tablet up to whatever device it is boop, to like, download the 
And then she's like, what if you don't have a tablet? And he goes, don't have? What is that? Which is like such a good line. So good. We're here. Bayside is 99% paperless, so getting your books is kind of a pain in the ass. Ugh, it took forever. But what if I don't have one of those? What if I can't do a poop-poop? Don't have? What is... What is that? Do you feel like Kelly has betrayed her poor roots by allowing her son to grow up and be so spoiled and not understand the concept of not having something? Definitely. I think if you betrayed her poor roots. (laughs) Um, I think that if you can get out from under being poor, you will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'll leave that life behind pretty quickly. You won't. uh, Yeah. Fair enough. Speaking of Kelly's betrayal, we didn't even talk about it, but earlier she's like way at the beginning seen at the end of Zach Morris's ad endorsing him. And then she's like, I can't say that Mm -hmm. after she already says it. So yeah, she's a total class betrayer, Austin. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Get back to her poor roots. So then we go to Daisy and Aisha talking and Daisy is miserable because she can't get into any honor classes because Apparently the transfer doesn't work that way. And, um, but Aisha is just enjoying being in a nice school instead of like a rundown one. Which was a nice, a nice beat for that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it was just nice to have somebody who's like, particularly since, you know, she was the one at the start that was like on Daisy's side as far as not liking this setup. And then. It's like, hey, this is kind of a cool place. Didn't they have a famous chef at the cafeteria too? Was it Wolf King? Yeah, Pop. yeah. And the, yet they still go to the Max all the time, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, he burgers can't do magic. Really yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You see, Wolf King Puck pull a turkey out of a chicken. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it's a turkey out of a chicken. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I have to figure this out. Oh. Well, this is where the scene ends with Daisy complaining that. Her family won't can't even afford a smartphone, so she has to have the brick phone, oh, and she pulls it out. This is the sword in the stone. <laughs> this is why Daisy's the protagonist. Uh, this brick phone gives you the power of protagonist, which includes time stop. Yeah, wow. uh, that's what I it is. That. It's a brick phone. That makes sense. Also, yeah. also, David, her family can't afford a smartphone, but also she can't have one because she'll just use it to take nudie pics. Yeah, I know. I got another me. example of raciness sneaking its way into our Saved by the Bell universe. I like that. But also, you guys totally left out a very important deep cut. Okay. Which is what? Money for sports. <laughs> I don't remember. Money for sports. Money for yeah, sports. they say money for oh, sports. That was one I thing remember. where I was like, if we hadn't done the podcast, I wouldn't have even caught that line. Wait, so when did they say that, though? I must, I missed it. I just wrote down money for sports. <laughs> when when they when Daisy and Aisha were talking in the locker room, she mentions because she's and she's talking about like how great the school is, and uh, how she you know she played football or whatever, and they were like, well, yeah, but that's only because uh, the girls' sports shut down because there was no money for sports. Yeah. Okay. Wait, do you like it here? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. They have everything. Fancy teachers, money for sports. Money for sports. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's crazy that we've come so far that now we can take nudie pictures on our phone. Because didn't Zach Morris have to like swim under people with a disposable yeah. camera and a yeah. plastic bag? Yeah, I did realize. I'm like, I guess today's nudie pic is yesterday's giant cutout of your high school crush <laughs> that lives in your closet or under your bed or descends from your ceiling. <laughs> So good. We need that prop guy. Where's these props? <laughs> well, we got the brick. We, so what do you think of the brick props. phone, Austin? Were you upset by this callback? No, I thought it was. I like it more now that Carolyn's made the point that this is where the timeout power emanates from. <laughs> uh, this has always been canon. If you remember my alt fiction from our original yeah. series. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm vindicated. It, and they it owe me didn't, money. It didn't work for me as well as the initial timeout did. Um, sure. Yeah. Just because it, it it felt like it was just it was adding on to that instead of establishing it, but it didn't. It was fine. Yeah, it was a. It, it, I think it worked because it, it was with her character. Like they explained why she had a brick phone in it. Right. You know, right. kind of. It's yeah. an interesting way of looking at the class inequities with like this thing that would have been the height of like affluence. 30 years ago now it just shows you just how poor you are if that's the only thing you can afford right yeah zach was like the super rich kid because he Mm -hmm. had a he had that once upon a time and now it's a symbol of her poorness yeah yeah i did quibble with it i mean i understand it 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 serves the plot and the character development but uh this speaking for personal experience now the fact that she doesn't have an ipad to get her school books on i'm like pretty sure like if if my kid's school gives him an iPad, like everybody gets an iPad, no matter what, I'm pretty sure all Thank the kids you. in rich ass Bayside would have gotten an iPad issued to them. By Until the these new kids start flooding in and now suddenly they're right, going to be I tight with it. their pocket, you know, tight with the purse. I should say. Yeah. So, uh, the next scene is Mac is in the principal's office and Mac is just talking about a parking spot that he's fighting with Lexi over. And then, and he does the belding pose, right, with the feet on the thing, and he's doing finger guns from, <laughs> from the desk, right? That was another. Did yeah. he do finger guns? Oh, yeah. he did. I missed you, it. You just miss well, it when it's not on a bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the real way to do it. It's much more appropriate from the office, and thus yeah, less exactly. Fun. Um, <laughs> the whole arguing over the parking spot was very Zach Tory. From Tori's first episode, right up to Zach, right up, excuse me, to Mac looking through the student handbook for a loophole, which is what Zach did in that first Tori episode when they had they had the meeting in Belding's office where Tori offered up the fall leaves and pumpkins and junk. Zach was in the middle of that meeting, furiously paging through the student handbook, trying to find a loophole. And here we have Mac doing the same thing mm-hmm. to try to get his parking spot. Did they have an episode where Zach ran for a student body president? Yeah, so yep, yep. Against, parking spot. Okay, against not what? for the parking spot. What? Yeah, but okay. he wanted a yeah, trip to DC. Is why he ran. Oh, ran what for. was the parking spot? Because that was a thing too, wasn't it? That was with Tori. That was yeah. the very first Tori episode. Was she rolled into town and parked her motorcycle in Zach's spot? But there's not a thing where getting a parking spot is the incentive Correct. to do something. That's not okay. I don't think so. Because the whole thing, he goes, Zach went and complained to Belding, and Belding's like, just because the student body defers to your magnificence, Zach, doesn't mean that I can order someone out of the parking spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Daisy comes in and she just wants to run for student council president and like legitimately for the fun of it. Yeah, she thinks well because part of this like all these students don't have what the rich kids have. Maybe we need to figure this out. Was right. I, yeah, it's not just for the fun of it. Like mm-hmm. she's doing it for legitimate reasons, not yes. I want a parking spot reasons. And then, uh, yeah, and then, I'll try to think. Oh, that's where she just learned she needs to get posters to put up, I guess. Apparently that's part Mm. of needing to run for it, which is a little weird, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Finally some props. (laughs) Finally. Now now we go to Jesse's office. Uh, Slater comes in feeling all sad for himself and just starts eating ants on a log. That's pretty much all I have for this scene. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse mommies him in the true Dr. Mama fashion. (laughs) Uh, We do find out that Jesse's son named his dog Porno. How do you get a kid to listen to you? Slater, if I knew that, I'd be the greatest counselor in the world and my son wouldn't have named his dog Porno. <laughs> uh, which was both random and also surprisingly racy for this show yeah, yeah. or for the show well, it's inheriting who's it this show isn't for like eight-year-olds like say what right was. of course it's of course. for middle-aged podcasters obviously <laughs> to be fair my original question was who's this show for i still don't have a complete answer to that but you know Right, but it's you know it's not eight year old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's for old people like us, and Ooh. then also for a new gen. I think it sort of did a good job of equally appealing to. Yeah. Uh, because you know, if I was sixteen, I would probably be pretty interested in this show. Yeah, if you have an impetus to start watching it to begin with, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But I could see a world where like. Your parent, one of your parent, is into this and is like, "Hey, watch this show," and then you both watch it, and there's something there for each of you. Yeah, but then they'd say "dick," and I'd have to go out to the store to buy some pearls so I could clutch them. And it'd be a whole <laughs> yeah. Um, I think too, if you were a kid and you hadn't ever seen "Say by the Bell," like. The brick phone would still be funny, even without context, and, Mm. like, certain things that we're getting. Like, I think it does a good job of working on more than one level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It it doesn't just reference something and then spend time explaining where that reference came from. Um, Yeah. Well, and it's also not contingent on the references. (laughs) Like, the references are easy to kind of just not even pay attention to if they're not for you. Yeah. 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 To that to that point, I did enjoy the new Belding's line about how he wishes the kids were just less comfortable in his office. Right. Because <laughs> Zach wants to put his feet up on his desk or then overturn his trash can. Mm. He's like, do you want to do I think Max said something where he's just like, Yo, do you want me to leave? He's like, I just want you to be less comfortable in here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jesse gives Slater a pep talk about, you know, listening to students and trying to understand their point of view. And then we go... And ants on a log. Yep, and then there's ants on a log, which is Jamie's, but Slater won't give them to Jamie after he comes in. And then, yeah, Jamie comes in, but Slater says he brought those. Again, I kind of like this down at his luck creeper Slater, who's like, who goes to a PTO meeting for the free donuts and is like, stealing the high school kids, like, midday snack. Because he's so hungry. He's a real Professor Lasky type. Yeah. There's very much a, Bayside might be a rich school, but but they're not giving it to the teachers, is what we're. No, that's pretty accurate, isn't it? Well, maybe if his football team won more games, they'd pay him more. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, we end up at Daisy's house, and uh, she's just 
talking with her mom and she has to pick up her little brother but she does she's like i can i just make the posters it's a whole thing so then she has to like pick up her brother and then she takes her to, takes him to the library to print the posters but those copy machines are out so then he goes she goes to a photocopy store but then can't afford it there but the guy behind the counter thinks she's a single mom so she gives he gives her a discount that's the whole that like <laughs> i don't know what was that i mean less than five minutes mm-hmm. sequence packed more realism into like was was a reflection of real experience more so than the entirety of the original saved by the bell combined (laughs) in terms of like this is a thing that a real person would have to deal with in a realistic way and there's some like you know, funny sitcomish touches to it. Like the two copy machines have like one says out of order and the other one says like never going to work again yeah, or yeah. something like that. And you know, the, the clerk in the photocopy shop is, is like a guy like there, you know, he's, uh, he's a character, I should mm-hmm. say, you know, he, he's not just like a dude. He, like he gets off some jokes or whatever, but just like the whole idea of like, a person who wants to do a thing but can't because their mom's working, so they have to pick up their brother, and then the copier's out, and they don't have enough money. It's like mm-hmm. it just packed more like lived-in experience in those five minutes than the yeah, rest. And of the... They don't have a printer at home or even like a laptop. I think they said or a computer because she'll yeah. just use it to take nudie mm-hmm. pictures, which was a funny callback. Except that um, I personally, in my life, has never been able to use an inspiring speech as a form of currency. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You didn't get the mob on your side, Ryan. That was what did it. It was the people behind him that was like, she's a single mob. Yeah. Give it to her. <laughs> yeah, the trick is, well, yeah, first act like a down-on-your-luck single parent, especially when you're young. They're going to get behind you. But also, she's wasting everyone else's time, and they just want to get her out of the line, right? So, like, yeah. the, the speech wasn't inspiring as much as it was time-wasting. I'll put it that way. <laughs> right. 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 And I think Ryan has a real opportunity now as a new father with a fresh baby. <laughs> put on your masks. Go to Kinko's. Get your copies. <laughs> see if you can get some free copies. Yeah. Kinko's doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not going to say, like, FedEx bullshit and fucking bullshit. And if it did, I wouldn't be allowed to take my baby inside. But anyway. Yes. Get your copies, Ryan. I know. You need to make your <laughs> class president posters tonight. It's true. So we go back to Bayside, and, of course, the walls are plastered with Lexi and Mac for president posters. There was some Every- pretty... Pretty good slogans on those posters. Yeah, I didn't too. see. I guess I was too busy writing. What, what kind of slogans were we doing? Lexi says, vote for me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or just vote, Which bitch. is a slogan I can 100% get behind. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, was pr- I was proud that I didn't get the Kardashian reference in this scene. Oh, yeah. I, there was a... I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, what was it? Uh, I don't know. They were like, oh, it's like Larry Kardashian. And they were like, so yeah, like, because Mac says that LeBron is coming yeah. to to like help drum up votes. And then Lexi says, well, I have a Kardashian. And Max says, oh, which one, Rob? And she's like, he counts. He's mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, he's like, he's still part of the family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know he's what the, that means. He's the doofy brother, Brian. Whatever. He's like not a beautiful woman mm. at all. So, right, right. That's like the one. No, trust me, Ryan, you are better off not knowing any of this. It's like the one <laughs> shitty pop co- That and Twilight, I just don't know anything about. <laughs> Everything else, I got something. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mac has, like, LeBron on his side, and then 
Daisy shows up and she has no spot on the wall because apparently she had to uh, <laughs> reserve it, it yeah, on an app. And of course, she <laughs> doesn't have access to apps. And she finds out that Mac and JC are simply doing it because there's a great parking spot for the school president. And so they want that parking spot now is the reason yeah. they're on it. So she gets really sad about it and like cries and throws her posters away. <laughs> Is this where Mac asks her if she wants to go to the Max and have a dance contest? <laughs> yeah, that I was think good. So. That was good. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hiya. You okay? Yeah. Don't start crying. Why were you so upset earlier? I wasn't upset. Do you want to go to the Max and have a dance contest about it? I liked that. That was good. Would they have a limbo off? <laughs> Daisy doesn't want to cry in front of them, but then she ends up crying. And there's a and little time says, pause you know, there. She's even looking forward to the leadership conference during spring break and then leaves. And that's where Mac and Lexi realized that if they won, they'd have to be at a leadership conference at spring break. And that didn't seem like something they wanted to be. A which is which is the same thing that got similar thing to what got Mac's dad to uh, give up his candidacy for school president. Uh, he sure. wanted to go to D.C. He just felt bad that he was beating That's Jesse. That's true. In Jesse the end, genuinely yeah, wanted to wanted it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is a similar thing that was the prize for being the president. School president. Uh, we go to the cafeteria and Devante and Slater have a discussion about being racially profiled basically <laughs> then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh slater just tells Devante that he shouldn't worry about other people and just be who he is and do what he wants and of course slater thinks that means Devante will join the football team but perhaps that's not He's the case still racially profiling him yeah i know <laughs> um, and Devante says that it's that this conversation is okay because it's not a white savior thing because slater's mexican yes yeah that was good. Back when I went to Bayside, if you had a problem, it could usually be fixed with a vaguely inspirational speech, but that doesn't seem like it's going to work here, huh? No. And you wouldn't want me to try, even if I thought of a good one based on what you told me, right? Well, technically, it's not a white savior thing because you're Mexican, so. Thank you. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. I was disappointed he didn't use the word Chicano. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> And I like how he pointed out Slater sitting backwards in a chair. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. They're like putting lampshades on all the little moves that they do, like the feet on the desk and backwards chair. (laughs) We go to a Bayside classroom where uh, now over the loudspeaker, Mac and Lexi are going to say their like stump speeches or... (laughs) I guess. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and Mac basically... uh, throws the competition and then Lexi pretends to be Daisy and promises like a micro pig for everybody. And <laughs> oh yeah. That's I mean, that's real fired up. I'm conflicted <laughs> because I would love a micro pig, but also I think they're like kind of a form of animal abuse in of them in and of themselves. So just get a regular size pig. I think they're not even a real thing is my understanding. I hope not. Yeah. One time you told us, Ryan, the pot belly pigs were just regular ass pigs. I remember that no, on a podcast. The, the mini pigs. Yeah. That like, yeah. they just, it was just a trend of people just being sold piglets and being told that they weren't going to get bigger. And then they did. <laughs> and it was like a big problem in the UK. Cause like all these people were in their apartments and had a pig. Yeah. <laughs> 
really big problem. Yeah. <laughs> really big pig, really big Although, problem. let me tell you, if you need to get rid of a pig, you come to me. I'll get rid of your pig. <laughs> I'll give it a good home. <laughs> Brian's like the anti-Charlotte of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I eat Charlotte, too. No comment. <laughs> that was some pig. <laughs> That's what Ryan said. Yeah. <laughs> I like in Zach's bad speech here how he says he's going to take the money to do a bunch of boring stuff, and one of them is he's going to buy a weird tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then uh, Daisy's just confused, and she's like, are they trying to lose? Like, what's going on there? And then we go to uh, Slater. She clearly does not realize she's in a sitcom right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like... A real person. She calls them white dinglings. She's like, those white dinglings are trying to steal my voice. That was another thing that was, it was, I thought it was very well done. Mm. Uh, so then uh, Aisha joins the football club. That's uh, Slater, mm-hmm. like, wants somebody new, and then it's her, not Devante. So he's a little surprised. Yeah. And we go to the uh, principal's office, and uh, Daisy comes in and she says she wants to give up because she won because of the speech that Lexi made and mm-hmm. she wants to uh, re- give it up because she thinks she didn't win fairly and the principal is like well nothing's fair in this school so just take what you can get was basically mm-hmm. his uh, speech to her was you know for once for once a poor kid came out on top so just take and wanted to wanted this position so just take what you wanted and don't worry about how it happened listen it was never going to be fair was it fair you only heard about the election yesterday? And Mac's campaign jingle was written by Migos? Was it fair these kids were born in the Palisades and you weren't? Daisy, the universe got one right today. You're here and you're the president. And you certainly proved to me that you deserved it. Where did you get those? Oh, I have a deal with the janitor. He just gives me all the cool stuff the kids throw out. I got a Gucci hat and a necklace. It smells. Cool. Listen, these kids, they can be sheltered and clueless. But there's one thing they get right. They never feel guilty about taking their seat at the table. And I know you deserve a seat there, too. And if you don't take it, Daisy, how else are we going to make this place a little more fair? Yeah. Thanks, Principal Todman. It was a better inspirational speech than all of Belding's put together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's the part, yeah. Did Belding ever make an inspirational speech? <laughs> he tried. Yeah. Did he, though, really? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like there were, like, think of the episode where Zat, where they where they do the stupid uh, teacher-student switcheroo. Uh-huh. And there's like a there's like a scene with Zach and and Belding where like Belding gives him some advice about you know not putting his friend you know not being dicks to his friends or whatever and then when uh, when Zach forces the football players to pass the test Belding's there in the background giving him the thumbs up. <laughs> 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 That's so good. 
How about we watch all the episodes and review Let's them? Let's watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, Belding would do shit like that, where he would try to impart some genuine wisdom, but it never was as effective as this principal's thing. And, and when they were graduating, Belding told Zach they had something very special inside of him, and he couldn't wait for it to get unloaded on oh, everyone's yeah. faces. And it, and it did, and it shut down all those schools, yeah, and that's yeah. why we're here now. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to bring old ass Belding. I wonder. Yeah. And the other part I liked about this principal speech, whatever the fuck his name is, is that he found Daisy's poster in the trash yes. and he has a deal with the janitor where he gets neat stuff <laughs> from the trash. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Like a Gucci necklace that smells. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, it, it, I didn't get that. Well, I think it's just this whole undertone that the staff, like it's a rich school, but the staff are all underpaid as well. Right? Like right. I think that's where they're going. Right. That he needs it's an additional class level. This is a good level of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we go to Devante, who shows up at and auditions for a musical and sings what? the greatest love of all uh, with a montage. Of other stuff happening while he's singing with like, which is children are future. If you don't know the title, like me, <laughs> teach uh, them well and let them leave. Do you guys know who that song is about? The children. No. Let me children. <laughs> I'll tell you because it's it's come up heavily in my research. Um, that song is about Muhammad Ali. Oh really? Oh, and it was written for the movie The Greatest. Which somewhere in, in the mid seventies, Muhammad Ali played himself in a biopic. Okay, and oh. uh, that song is the theme, and so it was written for the movie. And then years later, Whitney Houston covered it, and it became a big hit. Right, it wasn't initially, wow. but that song is—I mean, it's not. It was written for Muhammad Ali for that movie. That's a lot of clout for a movie song. Usually, like, movie theme songs are absolutely disposable, which is why I have a special place in my heart for them. <laughs> well, and, and the movie itself has, like, not survived at all. Like, no yeah. yeah, I haven't exists. heard of it. Yeah. That's interesting. On hmm. a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed were you that he wasn't just rapping to Snow White? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, I was not disappointed. I thought it was funny. I yeah. did. I did spend most of those music room scenes searching my memory as to whether or not there was a notable drama teacher in the first run of the show who mm-hmm. I may, who might be reprising a role at that point. And I think it was always Mr. Tuttle, and he's definitely dead. No, there was <laughs> during Snow White and the Seven I Dorks. Think... There was a different teacher. He was like... There was, but I don't. I don't think the the two drama the two teachers that were observing that audition were meant to be anyone. But this is the kind of show where like my brain immediately goes to: Are those supposed to be someone? Is that someone's kid? Is that mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And this drama teacher, they feature heavily, and he gets, like, close-ups, but I don't think he's anybody. No. Or this no. music teacher. Yeah. Yeah. But there he is. Wait. No. Oh, no, man. <laughs> Are you looking up if Mr. Tuttle's dead? No. I, was, I got slightly confused for a second. Because I was looking up this drama teacher to see if he was in anything. And then it said he was in Saved by the Bell. So I'm like, wait, he was in the original series. But, of course, this is a case of the same name for the show. Right. So right. it oh, just yeah. leads to confusion. That to that's, that's all. 
I want to say, though, uh, Austin, that um, you just pulled a real A.C. Slater move by assuming Ooh. that Devontae was going to rap his audition. <laughs> it was kind of A.C. Slater. No, he was going to rap it because they rapped the Snow White musical. And, and Austin, you're not Mexican, so you cannot get away <laughs> with it. Uh... Rest in peace, Mr. Tuttle. He died in 2009. No. Oh, that's hard. Can we have a, a moment of silence for Mr. Tuttle? Uh, do we want to talk about how this is called Saved <laughs> by it. the Bell? That was a moment, right? That was a moment. Uh, it was a very brief moment. First of all, I will just say, uh, so then in this montage, Aisha is kicking ass on the football field. And... Uh, the wrong name. Uh, Daisy refuses to give Max and Lexi the parking spot. Oh, she, class war. Woo! She'll use it for the bus stop for all the kids coming from the other school. To, to Which a, I think is uh, out of her jurisdiction <laughs> while I support her. I don't... Well, She's maybe she means a school bus. And, yeah, sit down to top anything. Class presidents are all powerful. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh... I like that. I thought that was a fun inversion of the sitcom trope because you're expecting her to be like, okay, and they like you know they helped her out and now she'll give them their spot and it wraps up that little plot line and you know bonds. You, it's like a peace offering kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, fuck no, thanks for <laughs> thanks for giving me the job. I'm yeah. gonna use that spot for other things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that she's not buying for their acceptance at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it subverts that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it kind of comes back yeah. to like what the principal said, which is don't be ashamed of anything that you want or getting what you want, and just because these kids aren't either, you know, won't well, aren't right. So right, don't ever blanch at taking your seat yeah. at the table. Yeah. And right. it was just a throwaway at the beginning, like why is the bus stop so far away? Mm-hmm. But they bookended it, brought it all the way back, which is more than said by the yeah, bell ever did. did. <laughs> <laughs> it was after writing than anything in the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beginning matched the end. That's professional quality. <laughs> they did like how it was. It paid it off later. Genius. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And it was pretty class conscious. So wow, I guess we're gonna have some other perspectives. That's that, that's very valid. So, Austin, you wanted to talk about uh, the name of the show? Oh, I was just mm-hmm. curious how everybody felt about that. I think it should be called When the Bell Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be called When the Bell Dings because of Mr. Bell Ding. I think it should be like a gritty reboot and just be called The Bell. Oh, I like bell. that. I was going to suggest Saved by the Bells. Uh, okay. I get it. It's like Aliens. <laughs> I think it should have been called Good Evening, Miss Bliss. <laughs> oh, shit. Is Haley Mills dead? Uh, who knows? <laughs> There's no way to ever Crack find Tina dead? Back, who knows? <laughs> Bring her back. That's all I'm saying. It, like I said, it is an, a little annoying when shows just have the same name because it just adds confusion. But, you know. Yeah. They should have made it save, by, save to the bell. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not like I can think of a better name right now, but I mean, movies are doing that too, and it's kind of annoying when a movie does it, but you know. I don't know why don't we know have to think worth. of it when we're not getting paid. Um, I believe that uh, Dame Haley Mills is still alive. I don't think she's actually a dame, but she damn well should be. Yeah, let's knight her and get her on the show. Mm-hmm. On this show or Saved by the Bell? 
We'll try. <laughs> I mean, we've had her on our show before, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, I right. forgot. <laughs> she was a guest. Speaking of people who've been on our show, Ryan, when are you going to call up your best friend, real-life Herbert Hodis, and find out when his appearance is going to happen? Oh, yeah. Well, last I spoke to him, his restaurant was going out of business, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he signed up for a guest spot. He's got good company these days. I know. We will... I'll pitch in for his bus ticket. <laughs> I still can't believe that on our last episode, we actually got a hold of Herbert Hodes. That was like the most amazing thing that ever happened. That was like some hand of God shit. I, I didn't think we were... I feel like my life peaked blessed. in that moment. Yeah. Uh, it's been all downhill since then, Austin. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh. The birth of your next child. Yeah. Nothing. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, More importantly, Haley Mills is still alive. So is the actress who plays Scissor Sister Tina. So yes! I hope they're living together right now. Right? right. <laughs> Austin, you should just adapt your Lucy and Ethel fan fiction for <laughs> Haley and Tina. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, Carolyn? Yeah? What did you learn today? <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned... This last year has been great for everybody. (laughs) I've learned that nostalgia can be Frankensteined back alive into a new form that can walk on its own feet for the most part without tripping on itself. And that they made the Max do their weird chattering teeth bullshit instead of asking him what sleight of hand he was good at. That's really funny. Ryan, what did you learn today? Um, I learned that the HR department won't let me refer to David as Mama anymore. (laughs) Dr. Mama. Dr. Mama. Dr. Mama. Mama. Uh, Austin, what did you Uh, learn? As soon as you said my name, my mind went blank. Um, (laughs) God, Jesus. Christ. It's like nothing has changed. I know. Right? I had something good too, and then it just like poof went right right out of there. Hey, didn't you fuckers tell everyone that I was dead? <laughs> I said your ghost was in a cave, but that can happen if you're alive. Fuck all yeah. It's certainly a possibility that we said it. I'm not putting it past us. I'll put it that way. I learned Ryan is still alive. <laughs> I learned that uh, Slater eats melted ice cream from within his car. <laughs> I saw you in your car eating soup. That was melted ice cream. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I learned that. Uh, I learned that it is possible to like legitimately laugh at funny jokes involving these characters sometimes. <laughs> I know. I learned that after you listen to the Save by the Bell opening theme. There can actually be funny jokes <laughs> that it was possible. And a well-constructed script. That you can laugh with the show and not at the show. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 So are you guys with me? Because I, again, going into this, I was like, there's no way, like, mm-hmm. how can you, it's either bad on purpose or it fails to be, was like my yeah. thoughts going this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was totally blown away by how good this was. That was my reaction. Yeah, you watched the Full House 2 or whatever, so you have like seen it dredged up and done poorly, right, Ryan? 
Yeah, I mean, I think Full House 2 was good for fans of Full House, I guess. Okay. I mean, it wasn't okay. really bad or good. It just was like uh, a, a mediocre sitcom following up a horrible sitcom. You know? <laughs> That's pretty good then. Um, uh, yeah, I saw I saw the preview for this, and it looked pretty smart. And I saw that there was a 30 Rock writer, and that has an amount of pedigree with me. So, mm-hmm. Who is that? Which writer is it? pretty good. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was a name in the credits I recognize. It's probably the same the same one, but yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I was legitimately surprised at how much I enjoyed this. Are you guys going to keep watching it, you think? Yeah, I will. I know. Well, yeah, Lauren, I think I will. I don't think I had much of a choice one way or another, but... Um... Right, yeah. You're going to watch with the spouse. Yeah. I don't know if my the spouse is down. <laughs> yeah, did your, David, down did your spouse plan. make you watch all the way through to whatever the current season of Fuller House is, or did she finally give oh, up was on she that? We <laughs> gave up, but then we hit a dry spell of like things to watch together. And it was like, right. I guess we'll turn on a Fuller House, and then you'd watch it and be like, this is just not good. And then you were like, Hold on, Lauren. Before we t- put on Fuller House, let me get out this half-empty bucket of paint. I'll smear some on this yeah. wall, and then we can watch that dry together instead. <laughs> I, uh, but no, before I watched this, the only thing... I didn't even watch the trailer for it or anything. And the only thing I saw was actually Amy Miller tweeted something, and I saw it, which was just said it was good. And so that's all. I was like... But I still wasn't quite confident going into it because you you know you can have different opinions. So I was still wondering if it was actually if I'd actually enjoy it. But then yeah, it was actually pretty good. No, nope. I was shocked by yeah. how good it was. Yeah. yeah, I was I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Like I would have enjoyed this without the Save by the Bell trappings. Yeah, we talked about right. that like it actually had some bit, good like, jokes, right? Like that's a, it had some good jokes. It has some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. It's doing some interesting things, and all of that is independent of the Save by the Bell trappings. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a case of like, hey, this show that I like that tickles my nostalgia bone is just icing on a cake. It's not. It's not everything. All there is to it to kind of keep me invested, keep me watching, all that kind of stuff, which is totally. which nice and surprising. I saw quite a few commercials for this because, again, I'm an old man that flips around on channels and stuff. Um, <laughs> so, like, the, the the backwards chair gag I had seen before. And... Well, yeah, but, Austin, once the once the commercial comes on, that's when you flip, though. I don't know. I'm I know, but, confused. you know, sometimes, like, you get up, you're walking to the bathroom. and not going to flip, say, you know, you're cooking dinner and it comes on. You're not flipping channel, whatever. But yeah, it's some of this I had seen before. Some mm. of the jokes I had seen before on the commercials, and was, so I was kind of like, eh, "We'll see how this is." And um, <laughs> turned out pretty good. That reminds me. I think there is an episode that is based on the teen line. I think I saw the writer <laughs> mention that online. And oh. we had something very special happen in real life. One of our listeners got Ryan a cameo <laughs> from Tori herself. That's that was great. amazing. That was great. Yeah, that was Meg C, right? Who made yeah. that happen? Yeah, yeah she got me right before I got married. That was like my wedding gift. I also want to give a couple <laughs> shout outs to um, Michelle Flynn and Stacey yeah. Heslin Thomas, who have sent me Saved by the Bell themed baby onesies. Aww. <laughs> Aww. 
community is supporting yeah. your is new it, class. Is it like a uh, uh, like a Bayside Tigers one yeah. or is it? Uh... She wore her. She was too small for them when we got them, but today she wore her Bayside Tigers onesie for the first time, and then she has a the yeah. Max one also that she probably wear yeah. in the next few days, and an wow. Urkel one. There's also an Urkel one. Which <laughs> the community. She'll be wearing soon. Yes. Uh, our our fans are are doing a better job of supplying you with relevant merch than your fellow co-hosts yeah, have. I think, so. <laughs> I think that's their job. We're supplying our fans with our expert opinions. That was in quotes. Yeah. This is really this is really fun stuff to explain to your wife too. You're like, you see, I did a podcast. <laughs> And so people send me uh, you're like, 90 I sitcoms. This, you're like, I did this podcast. Onesies. And she's like, well, sure, I know the people you did a podcast with. They're the ones sending you this? No, no. not them. Mm, actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, the baby's got to wear these 90s onesies, and that's all there is to it. Oh, I was just I was going to ask the question. We've talked about if we're going to keep watching it. Are, are we bringing back Saved by the Bell reviewed? Are we going to record every episode? I was going to say, this is where we disappoint around three people. And point out <laughs> but very that, uh, much. <laughs> this is a one-off, and we are not actually going to review every episode, right? Unless someone sends us $1,000. Yeah, I mean... I mean, are we agreeing that's our price? Because yeah. I'm worried that someone will. I, would... I mean, each. <laughs> Yeah, I'd do it for a thousand bucks. <laughs> I would definitely do it for a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yes, you were pretty cheap, guys. We're pretty... So yeah, four grand, four grand, and you can get the rest of these episodes. I mean, I would do it for significantly <laughs> less than four grand. So. I mean, frankly, I'd bigger uh, down. I'd be worried about doing it just because it's tougher to do shows that might. Well, this one might actually be good, and they could be yeah, uh, yeah. tough to do. No, that's why. Right. We'll, we'll I mean, we like that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about that a little bit, both on and off the air, mm-hmm. just with very special episode that there are very special episodes that are some of them that are like genuinely good or or funny, and we tend to shy away from those because it's hard to do a good podcast episode about a good episode of tv yeah. sometime we just say yeah. remember that that was cool or that was funny and we like just... to run on hate yeah better for us. i was just thinking while i was talking to you guys about um and i still think about this sometimes the uh what happened to that baby at the end of that episode of cop rock <laughs> <laughs> so crazy <laughs> It was sold to somebody for unspecified reasons. That's all we're not sure. We'll never know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it was one of the babies that they were like holding in Bayside during Have a Baby Week. Yeah, maybe. Right, right. That, that's one, like... one of the fake babies. Maybe turn into a mannequin. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this this show is definitely doomed from the perspective of continuing coverage by us. In that, if it was just like a shitty pandering reboot, then we'd be like, we have no interest in engaging with this any more than we already have. Mm-hmm. Or it's good, in which case we're like, not don't want to engage with it because it just wouldn't be as much fun. I to... mean, we would for a thousand bucks. We, yeah. we're, we're... But yeah, I mean, we all have our price, and that price is money. <laughs> And not even it's a like, you can do Austin a little less. Money, but, he said yeah. so. Yeah, Austin will work for less. Uh, can I ask a question to the table? If you could have, because we're all stupid dorky super fans, now that we watched the whole previous series, right? If you could have one returning side character, anybody have their own feature episode in the new one, 
Who are you bringing back? Mm. Ryan. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Pro- I can't pick dives. Mm. I know. I might say Herbert Hodis, but also <laughs> I want him too. Maxwell yeah. Nerdstrom um, or <laughs> Big Pete. I believe. <laughs> Big Pete. <laughs> um, I would also, what I would love more than anything is if that one extra that's always in the background was in the an extra in the background of this, which might yeah. green shirt. Just the guy. That when I guy. did the yeah, yeah, this guy. Oh that yeah, guy. That guy, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Austin, what about you? Um I'm gonna cheat and go with a two for one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I want the Karosis to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I want for Coke with their metal detectors. Yeah. Yep. I want to hear all about the the Thanksgivings that Zach went east <laughs> and the Christmases that Stacy came west that we weren't privy to. <laughs> Very nice. David? Uh, I mean, I think we need Gary Tall Guy in there, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Necessary. And coach and coach Tinyman so that we could have yeah, our yeah. Gary our tall guy and Tinyman spinoff finally. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if uh, Scott Wolf showed back up. Just to, like, I, I mean, what the hell else is he doing right now? He can wander <laughs> onto the background of a scene at the Two Shots at a Scream Theater. And I think uh, <laughs> Green Shorts Dancing Girl, too, probably should. Uh, yeah, she's <laughs> really good. Fun. I'm wondering how she's doing. Um, for myself, I'm going to also cheat and do a two for I want Big Mike holding Mr. Booberries. <laughs> Big Mike. It yeah. could be a bunch of puppies, because I know that dog is dead. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I did. At one point, Slater says that they hadn't beat Valley in, like, 15 years or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate the Valley shout out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Mr. All right, that's all I needed to know. I miss him. <laughs> Big Mike or Mr. Boobays? Both. Yes, yeah. David, yes. What about Principal Prankster? We could have him back, too. <laughs> I like his clownery. I do. Do you guys remember yeah. Leslie? No. Nobody does, Austin. You know that. That's the correct. Yep, that's the correct answer. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you online? Oh, like you can only find me online these days. Um, I got a <laughs> website. It's ohyesverynice.com. I also have a, a new website. It's ohyesverynice.onlinestudios, where I'm doing art Ooh. classes for kids and adults. And you I've can heard of that. So you like teach comics classes and drawing classes? I do a comic class. I just started an art group for adults. It's like a, like a project um, club where you talk about what you're working on and you get support in some whatever form you need. Um, and wow. then I'm doing drawing and comic classes for kids too. Yeah. So uh, you can email me at oh yes very nice o h y e s very nice at gmail.com if you want more information mm-hmm. about that. Um, and that's also my Twitter and uh, Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's all. When's that When's that Muhammad Ali book coming out, Ryan? Oh, Jesus, never. Never I asked that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I, was asking that le- I was asking that legitimately, not snarkily. Yeah. I know, but it's always hard to answer. I'm actually um, just finally getting a pitch together. Um, so it'll either be something or it won't pretty soon, actually. I just, so, I know you do a lot of updates on it on, on the Insta and I'm not on the, on the Instagram. I mean, so I, always, I, I feel like I'm missing stuff. Okay. Well, you think I do because you're not on Instagram. Uh, if I was, <laughs> then I would know that you're not. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. but um, yeah, I'm gonna put a pitch together soon, so I'll find out if it was all for nothing pretty soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, I believe that children are our future. Mm. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Carolyn. Um. I have another long project that also is not quite ready yet. So anyways, look forward to that. (laughs) And for my regular stuff, you can find me on Patreon and Twitter. I'm Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. You can buy my card game, Pitch Please, at pitchplease.fun. Check it out. Very fun. And Mr. Gorton. Uh, You can... Excuse me. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com and xavierfiles.com. And uh, if you want to give me money not to do this podcast, but just for other reasons, <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash G-O-L to do that. Uh, and you can find me, David Bitsenoffer, on Twitter at Dr. Bits, that's doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. We are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. You can follow us on Twitter at AVSEPod. You can check out our Facebook page. Email us at uh, AVSEPodcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything. Uh, So, for a very special episode podcast, this is David, and I am off to take nudie pics with my smartphone. (laughs) I mean that's true of every the end of every episode. Because... I know, I know, but no, no, no. <laughs> I just I just gave you my email address, David. When I'm torrenting new recordings, internet it sends a warning, and I dump the kittle download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half it's time to go. Turn the one more switch to make the show sit right. It's alright, I must say by the drugs. Did the 90s go? Base it high as run by Zach. Let's chill out at the max. Even building panic attacks and eating all my snacks. As I lay awake at night and my waste of my life. It's alright. And what you say by the trust? Alright. It's saved by the After Daisy Jimenez's school, after Daisy Jimenez's school, due to governor, okay, I, that's why I wrote it this all wrong. Now I'm gonna have to say her last name one more time, and I have like this bad Spanish. Or 
Hispanic. Roll, uh, roll your R's like you no, gave well, a car, a, though. Because it's a Jimenez. Yeah, make sure you really roll the R's in Jimenez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimenez.
Oh 